Hi guys, it's uh, Bash here uh, with Shooting the Breeze episode number 75 and I'm with uh, I'm with uh, good old faithful Mr. James Hello there How you doing? Did you decide, did you decide to kind of like change up the intro and just make it up as you go along a little bit? Uh, I just thought I'd add a bit of pizzazz to the intro today. A little bit of pizzazz, a little bit yeah. of jazz hands Okay, yeah, yeah. cool Okay, so I'll just change it. That's how we're doing it. I'm normally you did the intro last time, remember? So I did. But uh, yeah, um, there's been a hell of a lot going on. So um, do you yeah, wanna... it's been it's been a good week or so. Yeah, uh, just uh, on a short note, we're in lockdown number three, which is yep. absolutely insane. But I guess it is what it is, isn't it? It's become the norm now. This is life. <laughs> yeah, this is it's funny how humans can adapt so quickly to um system. Oh no, I wouldn't changes. say quickly, it took me a good while to adapt. <laughs> well yeah, just in general, like we're in year what a year one now. We are this is year, year one. one. Happy anniversary <laughs> pandemic. Happy anniversary pandemic. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is we're in year one now. We we survived year zero and now we're in Year yeah. one, where bloody 20,000 mutant strains are around. Yeah, and people are... <sighs> oh, Jesus. It's going crazy, isn't it? The world's going mad. you got bloody all that shit that's happening in America. With oh, Donald yeah. Trump. Now, Trump's been banned on every form of social media permanently, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, but he said he's going to make his own. He's probably going oh. to get Trump TV out there somewhere. Mate, I can imagine Donald Trump sitting there like, what do I do with my thumbs? <laughs> I can't go on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then it's like the argument of free speech and whatever, but there's certain people who are idiots that you just don't want them to have free speech. Yeah, like Donald Trump is one of them. Yeah, Donald Trump's use of free speech is ultimately yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, I apologise if some of our listeners are Trump supporters, but I'm sorry, but the dude basically is the, you know, leader of the most, one of the most powerful countries, if not the most powerful country in the world, and he uses his power to incite violence. Well, not so so long. Well, no, but he might be getting impeached on Monday. What they're saying? So... Insanity, isn't it? But that's, I'll send you a picture saying this is what WrestleMania 30... Whatever thirty six is gonna look like. I know, yeah. Like, people outside. It was it's... just insane, wasn't it? You wouldn't get something like that here. They're too placid for anything mate, like that. We, no, but our, our leader's just fucking. He's a. He just babbles and fucking half the time <laughs> no one understands what he's going on about. So. But, uh, but it... as British people, we're just too placid. We're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fuck that. And got other things to do. No, in England it's basically like alright safe we're stuck in the house right can we still go as that yeah alright safe pretty much yeah <laughs> that's what it's come down to isn't it? <laughs> but yeah there's been a huge uh, week of uh, wrestling that's kind of yep. happened in the past couple of uh, days really a week really I mean uh, I think the last couple of days has been the most kind of there's been uh, the most like rumour swirling and we'll go into that later but in terms of actual wrestling uh yeah bell to bell 
like it, it was pretty much New Japan dominating the entire week. I mean, other stuff has happened, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whereas New Japan was solid. Uh, well, the first show of the year is always absolutely solid. I mean, uh, we had. Can we just get it out the way and just say how terrible Raw was? You want to go there now? Actually, you know what? We've got a format. We've got a. We'll, yeah. we'll go by the list. Okay, cool. So, Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, just absolutely two stellar nights of professional wrestling. It was? Yeah, it was. was a, I, I thought night one was better than night two, but there wasn't a bad match on the card. And it didn't feel like it was four hours. No, it, didn't. it did not feel like that. It just flew by. Like some of the match time calls, you're like, what, thirty minutes or what, twenty five minutes? Or, you know, there wasn't really any uh, short matches in the entire thing. There wasn't any short matches, but they didn't feel long. Which is the point I'm trying to make. Oh, my daughter's decided to make an appearance. <laughs> Hi, mommy, some flowers. Can I buy mommy some flowers? I can buy mommy some flowers. Yeah. Okay. Right now. Okay. Well, can I buy some later? Okay, then I'll make sure I buy some flowers. Can I buy some right now? Okay. When, I, when it's morning, then you can buy some. When I don't have one, when I get dressed. Okay, okay. Okay. Alright, bye. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a little cameo by my daughter. There's a running for some flowers. little running? Yeah, apparently I've got to, I've got to buy... Uh, stage some flowers. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't seem like to me. It didn't seem like there were until I saw the run times. I was like four hours. Couldn't believe it, but it didn't seem that way. It was no. probably like three hours forty with the little breaks that they have. When yeah, they, when they're cleaning up the ring and stuff. So it's like three hours forty. No, Something it like was. That. I mean, it was good. I mean, my my kind of takeaway from night one. Um, favorite match. It's you know what it was. There were both could have been headliners in their own rights. You had Will Ospreay and Okada, which was absolute madness. And what you had a... go on, carry on. Sorry, I, I Kota Ibushi and Naito. Kota Ibushi and Naito wasn't as good a match, but the ending made it more special. I mean, like. Like I said, from start to finish, I enjoyed uh, the beginning of Hiromo and uh, Old Phantasma. I thought that was good. His mm-hmm. ring gear was a shout-out to Edge. And yeah. Hiromo just looked extra as ever. Just, like, you know, extra, like, with his ring gear and stuff. Oh, mate, that just, would. Uh, I like him. I, I still think he needs a massive push. I think they're going to give him a push this year and the way he's looking. Obviously, we're going to talk about what's going on down the line. But um, Well, the commentators kept on making a point of, you know, wrestlers do transition from you know junior junior to heavyweights and it's like you know maybe they're kind of you know planting the seeds for I don't know perhaps the G1 or things like that but he's on that cusp of going in between yeah which is you know but obviously them two had a stellar match just going into just crazy flips and bumps and uh, it's insane just stuff that they do that they, he did in that match and obviously the undercard matches were great as well like the tag team match and uh, with Zack Sabre Jr and um, Dangerous Tickers I thought that was a good match 
Mm-hmm. And then you had obviously Mox turning up in the promo. That was a letdown for me because. I said that he wasn't going to be there when I told you he wasn't going to be there. But he's going to. Eventually, he's going to. Either it's going to be on the US show or it's going to be on a big show well, in we Japan. Well, we were supposed to have New Japan touring in the UK in September of this year, but I think, as far as I'm aware, that plan's gone out the window. They're not touring anyway. So the pandemic's completely done, shut down. I heard Japan's not letting any. Only letting in the athletes for the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, I think I read online because I, I follow a lot of the. Twa- the the kind of Japanese wrestlers, um, like a lot of the kind of you know, like the stardom and things like that, yeah, stardom. and they've been put back down, they've been kind of put back into like restrictions put in place, even like to them. So, like, you know, like how we have like the tiers where you know, shops are shut, things oh, like yeah, that, yeah, they've got restrictions where it's only like. 5,000 fans are allowed to attend. Well, no, I think um, the stay at home, like they've been, they've been advised to stay at home. So I think they're, they've got their own kind of form of restrictions, but it appears as though they're kind of going through that a little bit mm. at the moment. Uh, yeah, but like I said, uh, we'll go on to like, the undercard stuff was great. I thought Kenta and Kojima were, was a very good match. Obviously, you knew Kenta was going to win. So obviously, yeah. let's hope Mox can get his... Uh, Backside into the country as soon as possible and use the title. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. That's the thing, though. I mean, the, there's no way of him keeping it. I, I personally would prefer to see him forfeit it and then have a tournament within New Japan to crown who's facing Kenta, and then have mm-hmm. Kenta yeah, versus. You do have a fair point there, but if they've kind of, he was in the like you know the New Japan Strong ring in the USA. Yeah. So maybe we got him for a one-off appearance to lose to Kenta on that sh- that show. I hope so. Anyway, There's a, something needs to be done about it. Yeah. But yeah, um, Osprey Okada was just stellar. Osprey versus Okada was just absolute. Uh, it. You know what? I'll be honest. It wasn't as good as Omega versus Okada. But it wasn't far off. I think it was. I think it's on a level because of the the you know the spot when he's putting the you know the padding off and whatever. Yeah. And like the keep teasing it and keep teasing it and keep teasing it and then eventually he goes into the table and yeah. he really breaks the card's back pretty much. Oh, oh Rose is back. <laughs> Here we go. Rose, what's going on? I've got new toothpaste. you got new toothpaste? Yeah. It's got watermelon flavour. Yeah. I never had before this. Okay. So I don't know. It's that. Okay. It's blue. I mean, red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue? Yeah. Okie dokie. See you in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cameo number two off my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> that spot when he kind of draws him into the table and Okada's back's like bleeding. Yeah, out. that table spot was pretty. I, I was watching it and I was on the. I was like on Xbox Live with like uh, 
I'm not even going to say his name because the last time I said his name, he demanded. Uh, what did he want? Payment. He wanted payment, didn't he? He wanted uh, a little bit of the old moolah for uh, using his name. So, <laughs> one of our listeners, he knows who he is. I was on. Um, I was on headset with him on Xbox Live, and I was watching it at the same time. And I was like, uh, like I just cringed and was like, oh god, oh. It's his back open as well. Yeah, I was like, that's bad. It's when he, like, Arcada come in great shape. He looked tanned as hell. He like, looked, he looked in bed. To be fair, there was I mean, a that... few wrestlers who looked better. Like, you could tell they've been training a lot while they've been in lockdown yeah, or whatever. Naito and Arcada looked bigger. I mean, that, that, you know, I haven't seen Arcada do a tope since I've been watching. Tope Suicida. Yeah, the Tope Con Hilo from the top and I was like, where's he pulling that out from? I was like We have to use that word yeah and like talking about not using moves all year. Obviously, he didn't want to use the Rainmaker though, did he? Either. No, then like, he, he realised well, that he has to use the Rainmaker just to he does. beat Osprey. And like I was like, Oh my god. That was just that was awarded the best match of night one from people in Tokyo, you know, who vote for it. Well, like in Japan. Yeah, I so. would, I'd say, in terms of wrestling, that match was better. It was. That was the best match of the night in terms of like pure wrestling. But I think the the, the most entertaining and feel good was Naito and Ibushi, because. Obviously, Abushi. We did predict Abushi was gonna. It. We said they needed to the pull the trigger. It would have been a bad idea had they not. Yeah, we did say they needed to pull the trigger on him eventually. Yeah. And obviously, I kind of said last year after he lost, they were gonna pull the trigger on him this year. Yeah. But kind of leaves have... Nitro in a funny spot. Yeah. Uh, also, are, are they ever gonna? Kind of, at the moment, it's as though they've unified the IC belt and the heavyweight um, belt because it's like what did they describe them as? One of them is the title of power. No, like one the one of them's the strongest, and one of them strongest. The yeah. yeah, I think so, what Abushi said after he said he wants to either split them or have them as one belt. So. I'm not sure where they're going to go from there, but I guess it's uh, going to be interesting. Them. I thought the match was great yeah. as a main event. I mean, the finishing stretch where, like, you know, the finishing, like, you know, false finishes with the Destiny, you know, and, like, the Kamagoye, and then he finally has to hit him, like, with the Kamagoye from his knee. Yeah. Know? I thought that was absolutely stellar. I mean... It uh, was a lot of false finishes and like but at they, times but they don't use false finishes often no they only use false finishes like once a year and I swear to god Kota Ibushi's neck is indestructible like <sighs> that guy he, took some bumps he always takes bumps yeah but he <laughs> takes <laughs> bumps and like dangerous upon dangerous uh. you know for the dude that's hitting 40 he needs to be careful with his neck because every match every match I watch of Kota Ibushi he takes punishment to his neck yeah 
But, you know, he is great. I mean, like we said, night one, for me, I'm going to re-watch that night. Because it's just absolutely stellar. Mm. The wrestling was that good that you could happily just sit there and be like, all right, save you, I'll watch this again. It was top-notch. But Wrestle Kingdom's always top-notch. Like, a lot of people seem were down on it this year and they kind of pulled out the stops because they didn't have a lot of, you know, like, foreign talent. So I think all the talent that was there, you know, all the Japanese talent wanted to show that, yeah, we just as, you know, good or even better than people are coming into the company. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed... uh, the Great Okan versus Tanahashi was quite good as well. So, yeah. Um, I'd like to give that a shout out as well. I mean, obviously Tanahashi won, but... Tanahashi can still go, though. I mean, he's... He's, uh, he's, he's entertaining. Uh, yeah. And he's been there for a long time. He's he's basically New Japan's non- John Cena, isn't he? Pretty much, yeah. Like, if you've got a show, he has to be on it. Because he's, like, a fan favourite who's been there for, you know... 10-15 years yeah. you have a point there um, my favourite matches from night 2 were Jeff Cobb versus Shingo who just beat the crap out of each other yeah they're just Absolutely. two big dudes <laughs> two big dudes who just beat the hell out of each other just th- th- Jeff Cobb about- should have won yeah I'm so- I was surprised that a lot of people from the Empire didn't win but obviously New Year's Dash, obviously, we'll talk about that in a bit, you know, and kind of things going from there. But, um, just my Shingo and really Jeff Cobb, what an absolute stellar match. I'd love to see the rematch again happen. It's basically, it's, it's basically like two tanks just running at one another. <laughs> two tanks are just, yeah, just destroying each other. Yeah, Brilliant. It, was, it was just entertaining. It was, you know, and it flew by as well. Mm. You just, just. Oh. I didn't like the opening match of night two. Oh, the KOPW thing. Yeah, that was a poor match. Yeah, I, d- I kind of. It wasn't a great way to start, but obviously. He who shall the... not be named, who listens to our podcast, who I refuse to name, <laughs> even he commented. He goes, "That was piss poor," and I, I, I watched because he watched it before me because I was at work, so I watched it and I, I was kind of like. Yeah, this is not good. Yeah, there's all, but the thing is, right? It's not. New Japan is great, but it's not always great. Do you know what I mean? There is some duds, but it's like that in every company, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's there, like last year there was duds everywhere. In WWE, obviously we'll get onto the dud from there in a bit, and then you know the duds from AEW had a few bits ups and downs as well. Do you know what I mean? So. Obviously, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but then obviously things progressed from there, and it? Yeah. <clears throat> it's not a match that I'll go back and watch. Obviously not. But um, yeah. sorry, I'm just sitting here enjoying my banana bread beer. <laughs> right, and then um, uh, after that, uh, the semi-main was Hiroma and Ishimori, which was just a great um, semi-main event match. Yeah. Had everything you want in the, like uh, that kind of junior division. Uh, Ishimori had all his submission stuff. Hiromo had all his high flying spots. 
all this craziness from like you know start to finish obviously Hiroma comes out as a champion which was um, and they made a point of saying that the junior heavyweight should one day headline a Wrestle Kingdom so which... I think that's planting the seed for next year I think they're unifying the belt so one night you're going to have Hiromu headline and then the second night you're going to have a unification match not a unification thing you'll just have like a he- oh right I get what you're saying a so heavyweight one night title it'll match. just be the junior heavyweight and yeah. then the next night it'll be the heavyweight heavyweight Yeah. see that's not a bad show but that means you're losing the IC title which it's always good to have yeah, but the they got, belt yeah, but they, got, they got the never belt yeah but unless they make it as though the junior heavyweight title is the only stepping stone to the heavyweight title then you don't need an IC title yeah. because that's what the IC title is always meant to be and it doesn't matter what wrestling organisation you're looking at there's always, there'll always be an IC title or an equivalent, which is, right, you have this title, now this is the title that, you know, you have, you defend, and then this is your stepping stone to heavyweight. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Now, the way that New Japan portrays the junior heavyweight belt is more about size of the wrestler rather than the ability, yeah. if that makes sense. So... Whereas the IC title, so it, the way they do it would be, you know, junior heavyweight, IC, heavyweight. If they take out IC, then you're suddenly going to have a load of junior heavy junior heavyweights who have either got to put on size or completely change up their wrestling style, similar to how Osprey did, to then make the jump to heavyweight. Yeah, but Osprey so, never held the IC title. No, but. Osprey went from junior, never, heavyweight. Mm, I just think it'd be a shame to get rid of the IC belt. I, I think it's got a place there because, I mean, it's been held by some of the most, you know, Nakamura had it. Yeah, you know, Nakamura. Omega had it. Omega, Jericho, uh, Tanahashi, uh, it's been Ibushi, Nigel. Yeah, it, it'd be sad. It's got a lot of heritage. I understand where you're coming from, like I said, yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, that match was uh, brilliant between Ishimori and Hiromu. It was very good. And then, obviously, you had the um, main event, main event, with a lot Mate. of questions. Jay White, right, the one thing I'm going to say about this match is that Kota Ibushi, it's... The one thing I'm not too keen on, you know, where they keep on saying, right, you know, now he's champion, he is God and things like that, or he has ascended and stuff like that. It's kind of like three quarters of the way through the match, he was basically just no-selling everything that Jay did. Yeah, but that's like... uh, Like in Dragon Ball Z. It's like you went Super Saiyan and you just couldn't touch him. Yeah, it's like (laughs) a different side of Ibushi. He's called Murder Ibu, where he just got flips a switch and just goes completely insane yeah uh, I, but that's that's not regular that's like very like sporadic 
Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was good storytelling and it was entertaining to watch. It's just that I was kind of looking at it and I was like, this has suddenly gone from a competitive match with a lot of, like, hard-style kind of wrestling to Jay White literally being like, look, I can't do this anymore. I can't beat you. Just pin me. Kind of thing. It was... Like... Sometimes, like, in a real fight, you just get like that, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, obviously, the build was great. Jay did amazing. It's the longest Tokyo Dome main event, like, behind Omega and Okada. J- Jay White has ultimately walked. The one thing that you can take away from New Japan's three days of, you know, wrestling, the most talked about wrestler and thing to come out of it is Jay White so ultimately he's the winner <laughs> pretty much yeah kind of, kind of <laughs> I was about to get onto that I was like do you, it feels like Abushi's win's kind of being overshadowed yeah, overshadowed by, by what Jay's going to do you know yeah I think I think the <sighs> biggest telling point from New Year's Dash was that Jay just Jay losing first of all I mean the promo he did beforehand I don't know if you watched it like when he lost I did that promo was absolutely incredible it was excellent the way and... he just breaks kayfabe and he's like look you're not talking to the switchblade you're talking to mm. Jamie like this is what's been going on for the past 8 to 8 years of my life yeah and I, get to this I point. miss my parents I miss my home I like it's just when he's like in the, when he goes in the middle of a global fucking pandemic yeah like you know he's like just absolutely just glorious storytelling and he's like why is nobody helping me oh no yeah he's like I'm in pain because I can barely walk why is no one helping me <laughs> and I was like just what a master class he even avoided mm-hmm. swearing all that much like you can t- like usually they're always effing and blinding in these and I, he, he wasn't even swearing that much. He was just like, he didn't was need to swear though. The thing is, he, he didn't. Sorry for him. He didn't need to swear. He just had that visceral, like, kind emotion. of like. It's kind of like he was. He was genuinely like, okay, I don't know what's happening next. Yeah. It was like I don't even know myself. Like I'm in. I'm at kind of this point now where I'm. You know. If he walked away from New Japan now, he'd have nothing to kind of be ashamed of. You know, he's been New Japan heavyweight champion. Champion. I mean, he only debuted and went professional in, what, 2013? Yeah. and He's only 27 years old. So in five yeah. years, he's basically, you know, gone to... He's trained up. He's joined what's probably the most strict and hard-hitting wrestling company in the world. He's got wicked on the mic. He's been a heavyweight champion. He's been a US champion. He's, He's been an IC the champion. Omega clean. He's been an IC champion. He's been an IC champion. He's only 27 years old. Now, and he went to Madison Square Garden as well. Yeah. People forget that he was in. If I'm completely honest, he was in the main event of MSG. Like, with with like, this is what like the aftermath of kind of New Year's Dash ultimately has been. 
right, he's a free agent, where's he going next? Now, Everyone's we were talking saying about... it's 50-50? It is 50-50, because AW, and it's legit 50-50, because apparently reports are that AEW have not made an offer, which is fine. They're not looking to hire at the moment. It's like, okay, well, they're lost. And to be honest, I'm relieved, because if I am completely honest... And I know that this is probably going to piss off people, especially our friend who I was name I'm not going to mention. He's too good for AEW. I'm sorry, but he is. So is Omega. But, you know, that's it is what it is. Mm. I'm happy that the only two people that are after him are New Japan and WWE. Because WWE desperately want him because apparently they want to kind of change how everything is backstage. They want it to be much more kind of tranquil. They want the wrestlers to get along. They don't want trouble. And they want people to just be happy to be there and get on with their jobs. And Jay has had a lot of current WWE roster go to Triple H, especially in so the likes of AJ, Nakamura, Finn Balor, Adam Cole. Yeah, the story between him and Finn, I don't know if you know. Was ridiculous. No, I don't even mean that. I mean, there's there's like proper legit history. So basically, mm. he flew over here to England. Yeah. Finn was in New Japan. Finn saw him, recommended him to New Japan. And that's how he got in the dojo system. Over in New Japan. Well, now, Finn Balor's gone to Triple H. And ultimately, Finn Balor, Finn Balor and Adam Cole... They're a couple of Triple H's boys. Um, have said they've spoken to Jay White and says, "Look, come to WWE. You'll be well looked after, and you've got friends here." And he's got an issue of he lives in the states. Yeah, which is obviously an issue. I think for New Japan fans, it's going to be a huge heartbreak. It'd be a loss, but the thing is, though, but every year it seems. They can't keep losing foreign talent like this. Like every year, somebody like Yad Omega, the Bucks, Hangman, you know, Jay now, you know, Dilly Dallying, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Every year, they seem to lose a lot of foreign talent, and it's just sad. Like, because, you know, obviously, I've seen. It's almost like they go to Japan to make a name for themselves and then the bail. I seen like you know AJ beforehand you know Gallows Anderson whatever. I seen I've literally seen Jay White's career from when he started in the dojo to now. So what five six seven years? You know obviously I think if there wasn't a global pandemic on his decision would be a lot more easier. Yeah, it just stayed with New Japan. Yeah. But since Whereas, there's a global pandemic and, you know, he lives in the United States of America and getting in and out of the country might be difficult. So that's why it's 50-50, isn't it? And also money. Financially, yeah. apparently, WWE have offered yeah, big, offering money, big yeah. money. And um, obviously, you know, I don't doubt for a second, New Japan could offer him big, big money. They could. They've got the money to. But WWE are kind of... If they really want someone, then they can start adding zeros. 
true, yeah. But for me, I'll be pretty. I'll be really sad. You know, I'll I'll watch his stuff. You know, or the, you know, like you said, we we're kind of talking about when the next takeover. His contract ends at the end of the month, supposedly. So if he's at takeover in February, mm-hmm. then you know what the sketch is. Yeah, and but I if don't he's not, be if he's not at takeover in February. Then he'll be in the New Japan Cup. Yeah, which, to be honest, I'm fine with either. However, I would much rather see him in NXT because it's more accessible to UK and kind of fans to watch him. But I wouldn't debut him at a takeover sitting in the crowd. I'd do it how they debuted Nakamura. So, I think, like we said before, the, before we started recording, I'd have Finn Balor standing in the ring going, look, I have beat everybody that you have put up against me. And then I'd have Jay White appear on the, you know, on a screen or do have a video package going, okay, well, I'm here now. I'll see you at TakeOver. Yeah, I wouldn't like necessarily have him win, but I'd have them put on a... Well, you could have him win. I mean, it's... But I'd have them put, I'd have them put on a five-star classic and then obviously Jay White can then just be in NXT and ultimately become the champion but he won't be called the Switchblade no definitely not calling the Switchblade but um that's for sure mate it, it's it's nice to see you know uh, mate, mate for me it's like a young guy New like, Japan WWE signed him yeah but the thing is New Japan makes stars yeah, and then and then WWE just decides to steal them all. Like New Japan need to get a grip on signing talent and signing talent for a good good while. That have come out of their system. You made a valid point. Had this had the pandemic not been on, there would not be a question in anyone's minds as to where he'd end up. He'd stay with New Japan. And he'd probably stay with them for about another... Three years, four years. Mm-hmm. Probably three or four years. Yeah. But circumstances. Circumstances and timing. I mean, he's quite fortunate if he does decide to go to WWE because circumstances have made it kind of so it works in his favour. He gets to go back home and live in the States. And because he has you know, the reputation that he has and because he's quite sought after, he's going to make a lot of money. So it's kind of, given the choice, if you gave him the choice, he'd probably turn around and be like, yeah, I want to stay in New Japan. But given the circumstances that surround everything, financially, even perhaps for mental well-being, it makes more sense for him to be in WWE because he'll get a fat payday He'll be home and, you know, he can do ultimately what he loves, which is wrestling. Me, personally, it makes more sense for him to be in WWE. And it, but a lot of people disagree because nobody wants to see him leave New Japan. No, and then my point is, like the point I was trying to make, was they make all these stars and then they just disappear. And then and New Japan are good at making stars, like I said, like yeah, they proper are. wrestling stars. Like that you may never heard of before. Mm. I've kind of make them into big, big names, but then decide to 
you know, F off and the money's Mate, not in there. three years' time, we're going to be having this exact same conversation again, but it's going to be with Ospreay. Ospreay. Yeah. He's going to have been champion. <clears throat> By then, Will Ospreay will have been, cha- been champion. He'll be worth a shit ton. And then WWE will be like, all right, safe, now we want you. Yeah, but if, you Jay, right. if Jay leaves, Ospreay's going to be the only foreign star that's left. Unless... Which is the issue. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You mean like you mean like a big foreign name? Like who else they're gonna bring in now? That's the problem, isn't it? I think it might force their hand to work with AEW. I don't know, man. In which case, that that would be the solution. That would actually be the solution, because then you'd have a shit ton of <laughs> Western wrestlers kind of coming in and out. Yeah, but then it's just, I don't know, I just feel, I feel slightly sad if he does leave, but obviously it's his, own, it's his decision, isn't it? It's his decision. Yeah, and we can just speculate whatever we want on it, but either yeah. way, either way, somebody's, somebody's getting heartbroken. Yeah. Whether it's New Japan fans, or it's going to be WWE Oh, here fans. comes my daughter, cameo <laughs> number three. Hi, Rose. <laughs> Of course you can. Thank you. <laughs> for my iPad. Is it for your iPad? Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Right, um... <laughs> like I said, like, I just... I feel two ways about it, like... Obviously, I'll be happy that... You know, he's... he's doing what obviously what's best for him at the end of the day isn't it? Yeah. like I say if it wasn't for a global pandemic I think his mind would have been swayed elsewhere but I guess we'll wait and see until February 14th isn't it? yeah I think, I everybody, think gonna be... everybody is going to be tuning in to take over yes just for that to be honest though not for any other matches just for that probably February 14th and then his contract's up on the 30th. By end of the month, his contract's up. In which case, probably, you know what? He's probably in the States right now. If TakeOver is on February 14th, I reckon there'll be a vignette and challenge on the week before the TakeOver. I guess we'll have a look and wait and see, innit? And then... But I don't, I don't think they're going to debut him against Finn that quickly. To me, it makes sense. Or you could do two weeks prior and show, you know, the past that they've got or the fact that they know one another. Have, like, little sit-down interviews. Like, I, there's lots of ways you could do it. But I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But then it's too quick to do that before his contract's up. I don't know. If take was on the 14th, he probably... What you said was probably right. They'll probably have a vignette after Finn wins against Kerry and Cross or whatever. Yeah. Because obviously that's what's next, isn't it? I mean, More we'll talk about it in a minute. And then whoever wins that, then you probably see... You can't even call him the Switchblade now, isn't it? <laughs> no, I still mm. call him the Switchblade. But... Yeah. King Switch. King Switch. Like that. Tell you what, yeah. you carry on talking. I am dying for the toilet. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> just press pause and make you... 
Oh, carry on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, he's uh, gone to uh, the toilet now to uh, do a wee, but um, it's going to be interesting to see where Jay White ends up soon. I think, um, like I said, it's kind of overshadowed the Abushi win because uh, everybody's kind of wondering where he's going to go, what, where he's going to end up, or what he, he's going to do now. But New Japan kind of has these conversations every year. They always seem to lose foreign talent every single year, which is quite sad in my estimation they could kind of they do have the money to sign these people to longer term contracts and things like that all right i'm just saying that like new japan should really start signing people to long-term deals like they, yeah, did, with, like they did with okada he's got like a five-year deal or something it's not like they ain't got cash you know obviously Looking at the audience in the Tokyo Dome, it looked full. Uh, yeah. It didn't look like there was half seats empty. No, not at all. And it was great to hear just a crowd. It was... Like a proper crowd. Yeah, it was the visual. It was just good to see people. Yeah. And it seemed pretty full on each night. Yeah, definitely. I guess we'll go into... um, other things that have been happening, um, let's just say um, Goldberg always fucking things up. I swear to God, what? Right, first he nearly killed Undertaker in the ring. And let's he had a forget. concussion. Let's not forget that he nearly killed Undertaker and gave himself a concussion. Yeah. But WWE is still like, yeah, safe, we still trust him in heavyweight matches. So, he goes to Raw. And because the show was running over, they McIntyre was apparently supposed to cut have, a promo. Cut a promo, and he was supposed to take a dig at the legends who were all standing on the stage. And then that's what prompts Goldberg to come to the ring and throw down a challenge, and then you know say you know oh you're insulting legends, and then they get into a pushing match. Instead. McIntyre doesn't get to do his promo, so no, you can see Goldberg, on his you can see on his face is like what the fuck? Yeah, so he's trying Goldberg improvising uh, yeah. like you think he'd be able to, given the fact that he's a veteran wrestler who's been <clears> doing <throat> it for donkey's years. Rather than improvising, he makes a little speech that makes zero sense and then gets into a pushing match, right? And then the show ends. Right, but the thing is, right, the thing is as well, it's the. Uh, how McIntyre actually tries and pulls it back shows how professional McIntyre is when he goes I didn't say any of that mate you know because yeah. he did it he didn't say any of it because no, he didn't get a chance to say he it he was supposed to yeah but uh, like, why do they keep doing this it's like so when are they having well apparently Mc, well McIntyre turned down his offer like he goes nah I don't want to wrestle you it'd be like wrestling my uncle right, well, basically what's happened is after that pushing, yeah, there was like, uh, go, uh, he McIntyre gives him the flipping, you know, Glasgow headbutt, whatever they call it, Glasgow kiss and whatever. So, um, it looks like it's gonna happen at the Rumble. 
So McIntyre versus Goldberg at the Rumble. Which is Ugh. not anything anybody wants to see unless he fucking kicks Goldberg's head off in the first five seconds. There's no way Goldberg is winning that belt. Mate, we've said this before. Yeah, we said this before. I mean, fuck me. He beat the Fiend. He beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh, we we can't we can't you can't his judgment when it comes to Goldberg. And plus, the problem is with all this legend things, the ratings went flipping sky high. Mate, this isn't even prediction for Rumble because we're not doing that on this show. But I somehow think it's going to be wrestlemania is going to be roman reigns versus either mcintyre or goldberg and reigns is going to walk away with both belts so unification no no not unification i think he's just going to be on both shows interesting but obviously the match was the match was decent like but people are going to forget their match because of that fuck up you know, I think Keith Lee doing the Spanish fly was absolutely insane. Yeah, they had a good match. And, I mean, it makes me excited for Royal Rumble because I hope to God I'm wrong. I hope. The... Obviously, we're not doing predictions, but obviously I hope Keith Lee does, you know. Actually, you know what? It's irrelevant, actually, because whatever damage is done at Royal Rumble, <laughs> even if Goldberg wins can be undone at Wrestlemania by whoever wins the Rumble so let's hope fucking so mate the way I look at it you know what if Goldberg wins it fuck it let him win it just just let him win it and then he can lose and then hopefully a raw guy will win the Rumble and then somebody will take it off him I thought um, I heard that Ali's promo was brilliant yeah, appar- uh, um, apparently I've not seen it. However, um, the I think WWE yeah. might be a little bit reluctant to give him a mic again because he's a little bit too good and too honest and too believable. Yeah, <laughs> but he's telling the truth, though, isn't it? Of course he is. Yeah. I like him. I, I follow him on Twitter. I do stuff like- he comes out with, he tells it how it is. I do like my stuff. I've always liked my stuff around me since the first time yes. I saw him in the Cruiserweight division and you know, the Cruiserweight Classic. And he's telling the truth. It's like, half of them aren't even, even in the Hall of Fame that were on the stage. I mean, Mickey yeah. James was an active competitor like two months ago. Alicia Fox. Jesus yeah, Christ. Like, where you fucking brought Alicia Fox back? You know, but she was pissed out of her head. Fucking hell. You know what I mean? They're scraping the bottom of the barrel there. There was no legends. There was no... Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Arnie uh, had a fair, fair point. Yeah. But... If there's, I mean, somebody, Arlie, if there's somebody who needs to go to NXT, team, He could win Rumble. No, Arnie. In but, my yeah, opinion... that's a big shot, that is. Mate, in my opinion, he is good enough that he could. For me, I would, just, I would put him in NXT. He was just... Uh, got NXT written all over him not with Retribution yeah, but then, just on yeah, his but own yeah then what would you do with Retribution just fucking break him up innit <laughs> it hasn't exactly worked innit <laughs> and six months in just be like you know what this experiment's failed just split him up right okay uh, yeah uh, it's not like yeah. it's ever had, happened before with Nexus and stuff like that so. 
they've all got mm-hmm. weird names. We're like, right, yeah. uh, me, Yim, you, personally, Mask, right, you're now a singles wrestler, right, you, I don't know, what's your name, J- Jockstrap, mm-hmm. right, so Jock you're now, you're, you're now in, uh, you're, you're now facing fucking Big E for the IC title. Yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? It was, uh, it's not, I feel sorry for Arnie because he's great and he should have got his push. He should have won money in the bank when, he should have got his push when Kofi. Yeah, that's where he's meant to be his push. Yeah. Yeah, Had and, he not got injured, and who's, be, whose fault was it? I can't even remember. Randy's. Oh fuck's sake! Of all people, Randy Orton's yeah. just. Uh, I'm not getting into Randy Orton because I. He's 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 one of them like pet peeves of mine. Like there's, yeah. there's two wrestlers that piss me off because everyone loves them, but I don't get it. One of them's Randy Orton, one of them's Bret Hart, and I just don't fucking get it. But never mind, we'll save that for another show. Yeah. Uh, I, then the last thing we're going to cover is um, New Year's Evil. That happened with Dexter Loomis as, as the host, which is um, it wasn't a bad show. It's pretty good for me. I it was good. It. I, I I enjoyed Dexter Loomis's artwork, if that yeah. is his artwork. I hope I hope each of the you know the wrestlers who kind of were in the matches kept that. As like a memento, because he's I a good artist. I wish Kyle O'Reilly had won <laughs> the NXT title. I suppose we'll get onto that in a minute. I mean, we'll go from the beginning where it was Carry On Cross versus Priest. I'm not. I'm um, not. The, I'm not the biggest fan of both. I mean, Priest had a half decent run. You know, I like Carry On Cross. See, I don't. I just think he's slow and just. Oh, I think he's a monster. I think like, he's just terrible. My only what, criticism if, if, of that match was that Damien Priest should not have put up so much of a fight. Like, that match should have been a lot shorter. Mate, if Jay White comes into that company, but it, Karrion Cross is done. Finished. No, I think, Karrion Cross, I think Karrion Cross will get brought up to the main roster quite quickly. You just... I don't... I just... I, I don't, don't like any of it. I don't think he's going to have another NXT Championship match. And him, I think he's going to get brought up. And him using the Hidden Blade, like stealing Osprey's move mm. for a finish, is not great. I don't know. I like carrying Cross. See, I don't. That's maybe different. I just the whole music, misses. the whole entrance. And his misses. Oh my god! Well, his music's good. Oh, just <laughs> everything you hate, I love. Yeah, he's just... He's going to be like another Lars Sullivan, just disappear. No, he's not. No, he's Probably not. Probably he's going to do something. No, stupid. he's not. So I've been a decent Damien Priest fan for a while. I like, like Damien like Priest, don't get me wrong. But I think that Killian Cross is, is going to be a big deal. I, th- I reckon it, I wouldn't be surprised. You know how after WrestleMania, they always hit the reset button. Yep. Carrion Cross will be on the main roster by like just after WrestleMania. <sighs> no. But he's mm-hmm. a no for me. No, it's a yes for me. <laughs> but yeah, and then you've uh, had the last woman standing match, which was to me is one of the highlights of the show. Um, it was, it it was, was an excellent was... match. It was Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez and the spots they were doing. Oh my word, 
meant to go to good the... spots, but it was a little bit too much outside the ring. Yeah, but it's the last man standing match, isn't it? Yeah. What do you expect? You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. I mean, the spots that she meant, she went through the door and then she went on top of the thing. I mean, the finish was insane. I thought Rhea was going to win that when Raquel just power bombs and then comes mm. out. Raquel, Raquel is going to have a big year this year, I'm telling you. Um, Hello? It's alright. I got somebody trying to uh, intrude. Oh. Try and barge your way into the room. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez should have a big year this year, I think. Yeah, I think so. I'd agree. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Rose. Go on out, please. And then... There was no fight pit match because Thatcher was uh, injured. No, um, what's his name? He's injured, isn't he? Yeah, Thatcher. So Regal said it'll happen eventually. That's uh, it's unfortunate for Timothy Thatcher. And it's unfortunate for both of them. Yeah. yeah I was looking forward to that actually. Um, I thought it'd be interesting. Obviously, you, by yeah. the way, anybody who's listening, if you can hear stuff in the background, my daughter's <laughs> decided to come and sit next to him. While we're recording, yeah, and then you had uh, in between that, you had that Kushida match kind of tag match set up between Shotzi and that. It's and good then, to see Kushida back. It looks like Kushida is gonna be challenging for Going. the title, yep, which is decent. And I thought that the Finn and Carl match, the kind of reversal of the jaw thing, was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right, I may have to leave you to finish the recap of the show by yourself. Yeah, no problems. Oh. So, um, yeah, I mean, all you need, well, it's, yeah, you go through the last couple of matches, um, guys, or listeners, guys, girls, listeners, I'll be back very soon. And um, I believe our next show will be the Royal Rumble prediction show. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So I'll I'll leave you in Bash's very capable hands, and I'll speak to everyone soon. See ya. But, bye bye. But I thought the um, role reversal of the Finn match was uh, great between Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. Um, the whole get back of the jaw thing was a. Uh, very very interesting and the reversal of the story of a Finn breaking um, Finn uh, Finn's jaw being broken in the first match and then Kyle O'Reilly's jaw being attacked in the second match and then Finn within with a submission which is um, very very good to me anyway but um, yeah I think that's everything just about covered in this show so Hopefully, um, we will be back for the Royal Rumble prediction show that we normally do. So, um, till then, I hope all you lot, uh, take care and stay safe wherever you are in the world right now. And um, I hope you enjoy all the wrestling that's coming up. You can catch us on the Twitter at, um, at underscore... Uh, at breeze underscore shooting and you can find me on at the broken point one so um 
thanks guys for listening take care and uh, stay safe bye